Great, I'm going to make a start because I'm very conscious of time um, and I want us to move on to the next section. This second half is about the values. What, can I encourage you, if you are queuing for a cup of tea, if we could just hush for a moment so if we could still listen and queue. Thank you so much. So this is values. What really matters? What's really important to us when we're ministering to people in the power of the Spirit? What things do we really want to be thinking about? And I'm going to run through a few of the guidelines, and then we're going to talk through some practical stuff about things to bear in mind when we're praying for people. So the first one, I think one of the reasons, and I hope you can resonate with this, is sometimes we feel hesitant uh, to pray for people is I think we sometimes feel like some people are super qualified experts, you know, and you think they've really got this nailed, so I'm just going to let them step forward and do their stuff. And, um, and maybe some of us, if really honest, can feel a little bit disqualified, feel like this isn't my major strength, or maybe you've prayed for people and you feel like, oh, that, was, that just felt a bit uncomfortable, that didn't go quite as I expected. And so the next time when the opportunity comes, you can feel a little bit nervous and we can, we can hold back a little bit. And I think some of that comes from many of us here may have been to events particularly, or maybe it's happened here and you see someone at the front and they're very confident and they're throwing out prophetic words, willy-lily, and then, then they've got a few words about healing and you're like, wow, that does not happen when I pray for people, so we'll just let those people get on with it. And I think that can be quite intimidating. I remember when I've been to events and people are sharing about all these amazing stories of, you know, every time they seem to go on a plane, they seem to convert the person sitting next to them and, you know, miracles seem to break out wherever they go and you're like, hmm, that's a little different to what goes on in my life. I've never converted anyone on a plane. I watch films and maybe I'm very unspiritual. But it can be intimidating, can't it? And I think the one of the things I'd really, really love to say to you tonight, and I know we know this, but I think I need reminding of this, we all do, is the Holy Spirit isn't for people who have it more together than you or me. It's not for experts it's for everyone. We are just ordinary people with an extraordinary friend. And I love thinking about that because you're like, oh, well, maybe I could then. Maybe I could do this. You don't have to be any more anything, whatever you want to put in the gap, to do this. And John Wimber, who founded the Vineyard Movement and has did so much teaching in the UK around ministry and the power of the Spirit, has a lovely phrase, and I think it's just brilliant, and that's that everybody gets to play. Everyone gets to take part. There's no spiritual experts. You know, Luke 10, Jesus sent out the 72 disciples, and these are ordinary men and women, and they came back amazed at what God had done through them. The sick had been healed, demons had submitted in the name of Jesus, they couldn't believe it had worked. I think sometimes when we read the Bible, we can think, oh, you know, that they were the disciples. They were just ordinary people like us, just learning, just getting it wrong, making mistakes. You know, when we read our Bibles, we see that, you know, everyone that Jesus used, he used the ordinary people, he used broken people, he used people who messed up. You know, he used sinful, foolish people and the kingdom arrived. 
And that's why one of our values here at Trinity is that we value the cross. It is all about what Jesus has done. It is finished, he said, didn't he? He died on the cross and he said, it is finished, it is done. And no more than any of us can do anything to earn our forgiveness. None of us, you know, get to earn healing power or these things. At the foot of the cross, we are all the same. There's no spiritual superheroes. We are all in need of a savior. We're all broken. We all get it wrong and have another go. The Holy Spirit heals and transforms and changes people because he's amazing. Not because we're amazing, not because we're really good at this stuff. And isn't that lovely? You know, every time you go to pray for someone, whether it's in the, next to the coffee machine at work or your neighbor or it's at the front of the church, you know, if you're feeling a bit like, oh, what, what happens if nothing happens? It's that go forward and think, it's not, I've got, I have not got to be amazing or impressive as I put this hand on this person's shoulder. I've just got to look at the cross and go, he's amazing. And we want to point people to the cross and we want to point people to Jesus, not to us. So that's, I just want to start us there. One of my favorite verses um, is in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. It says, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Isn't that lovely? His power is made perfect in our weakness. Everybody gets to play. We're all weak. None of us have it all together. No one that we see at the front or whatever is, any event or any context, whoever it is you look up to, they haven't got it all together, have they? And what's beautiful is when we know about, when we're focusing on our weaknesses and we come humbly to pray for people, he gets all the glory, doesn't he? You know, it's that, that lovely moment when you, when you have the privilege. And it's only happened a few times when I've seen someone quite powerfully healed of a, um, a huge back problem that they had. And I'm just going to be honest. I was a bit like, wow, you know, I prayed for poor and, you know, they felt a bit better. But like she was quite drastically healed. Now, to be fair, I didn't know that until a few days later. And I remember going around and going, wow, this really works. I mean, I know, you know, but I saw it and I was involved. And, there's, and it's that humility to go, I, I so know that was you. I so know that was you. Because in our humbleness, he gets all the glory. We're just taking part in what he's doing. And it focuses everything on him and not on ourselves. So that's the first thing. At the foot of the cross, we are all equal. The second thing, and Gareth has um, focus on this quite a lot, but we value the word of God. That is our ultimate authority for everything that we're doing, for what we believe and also for how we behave. And Jesus is that thing of constantly remind ourselves, isn't it, that Jesus is our model for ministry. Not what we saw on the TV or, you know, not what we read about or what we heard someone else, seen someone else do. And reading and watching others can be a brilliant way to learn. I'm not saying that, but our ultimate authority must always be what, what do we see Jesus doing? You know, it's not does it work, is it biblical, is, is what we're looking for. And if you've been at Trinity a long time, a phrase you might hear us say quite a bit is, if we have the word without the spirit, we dry up. If we have the spirit without the word, we blow up. Word and spirit, we grow up. It's the two working together that are powerful. When we have word and spirit together, we see the kingdom coming in. And 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17 says this, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that a servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. 
Don't we want to be really equipped for good works? Let's be people that immerse ourselves in our Bibles, who soak ourselves in it. I know that sometimes I can be guilty of, and it's lovely to have particular verses that speak to us, but sometimes we forget to just really, I guess, soak ourselves in the bigger story of what God's doing and get that full context of the whole of the Bible about what he is saying. And in the Bible, I think we're reminded also of our authority for doing what we do. I mean, that's the thing. We, we come very humbly. We think, who am I to pray? Well, we're no one, but it's his authority that we're moving in. And it helps us get, again, any of the hype or it warns us about wrong um, motives. The third one is we value the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. And that might seem really obvious. You're like, well, that's what the whole evening's about. Of course, we value the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. But let's unpack that a little bit more. I um, heard a story a few years ago about a guy who discovered that he had a live World War I bomb on his mantelpiece. And this guy had been given uh, this World War bomb by a friend as a gift, and he thought it had been deactivated. And he had it in his lounge on the mantelpiece for five years, sat there watching some telly, having his dinner. All the time there was a live bomb in his lounge. He's no idea it's there. And then one day, son comes along and says, maybe we should get this checked out. So he takes a photo, and he sends it off to um, a guy who's like a collector of German mortars, I don't know. And he says, yes, that is indeed a live German mortar bomb. And, um, and the police and the bomb disposal team were notified that they have to come in and deactivate the bomb. Imagine if you lived next door to that guy. And, uh, and I love that story of just how utterly oblivious he was. He could have blown up the whole street, possibly the whole town, and he had no idea. I love that he didn't think to get it checked out, what trust he had in his friend. Can you imagine that chat? You know that bomb you gave me? <laughs> Please don't give me any more presents again. Um, and it, it's a funny story, but actually, don't we sometimes do the same with the Holy Spirit? We carry the Spirit of God around in us, but so often we're not moving in the power of it. It's like an unwrapped gift. It's like something that sits on the mantelpiece, and we, we know we carry the Spirit of God, and we hear about it, but we're not moving in the power of it. And what a waste. What a waste to not be using that power. Gareth referenced this in Luke 4 when we read about how Jesus ministered in the power of the Holy Spirit. And he mentioned that the word Luke uses is dunamai, which is the root meaning for words like dynamite. And Tozer says this, The doctrine of the Spirit is buried dynamite. Its power awaits discovery and use by the church. We have this dynamite. Let's use it. Now let's blow some stuff up. Let's use this power. And let's see what happens. It's God's power and presence that sets us apart. And we can, we can run our events and we can invite people over to our house for Christmas drinks and we can do stuff. But actually, unless we are rooting it, soaking it in prayer and in the power of the Holy Spirit, we can, we can do some nice stuff. But that's where we, we see real transformation. His power and his presence is what sets us apart. Not our 
our lovely planning or our skills or our eloquence or our intelligence or how funny we might be or we, you know, we set up the best stuff when we invite everyone to come. It's his power and his presence that brings the transformation and that's what we want, isn't it? We want transformation at a deep level. One of my favourite verses in the Old Testament is... Um, is in Exodus 33, uh, 15 to 16. And Moses is talking to God about leading the Israelites into the promised land. He says this, Moses says to the Lord, he says, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people of the earth? Don't we want to be distinguished? Don't we want to look different to everybody else? We don't want to just run a a nice social club. We want to be different. We want his presence to set apart and bring transformation. And so when we're praying for people, we're looking to see what is the Spirit doing? Where is he leading? And that's what sets our prayers apart. Jesus and Gareth mentioned this as well. Jesus was constantly looking to the Father for a direction. He, you know, I can only do what I, what I see my Father doing. Well, if Jesus needed to say that, how much more is that true of us? I can only do what I see my Father doing. So when you're praying for, for someone, you know, what is the Father doing? What's going on here? Lord, you know, what do you want to say to them? We're constantly, that servant thing again, isn't it? What, what, how can I say them? What do you want to do through me? It's that power that distinguishes it. And um, I mean, when John Peters came and spoke, he said, when we're doing prayer ministry, he said, our desire to be in control needs to die. And, um, and so does worrying what other people think. And, and don't you feel that sometimes when you're praying for someone? You're like, okay, they share what you know, their prayer request is. And you can sometimes feel the way of, okay, I feel like they need a solution to this, or you know, they might need healing, or you know, they've got a really difficult situation, and they, they really want to hear the voice of God, and I need to somehow make sure that that gets delivered, and I, I need to pray some really good praise, you know, prayers. I don't want to get in the way of what God's doing. And I think we've just got to let go a little bit, haven't we? Um, I'm trained as a coach, and so much of what a coach does is about listening, like really, really listening. When we were doing the training, it's a bit like, well, everyone listens. It's not too hard to listen, is it? But we spent weeks and weeks and days and practicing on really listening a much deeper level of what's, what's really going on here, looking past what the, the person just literally says at a deeper level. But the second thing was we had to l- let go of the need to solve things and fix things for people. And I think that needs to happen when we're doing prayer ministry. We're not, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Miss Fix It. We're just, we're a servant. We're, we're partnering with what God is doing. We're not here to offer solutions for people. And I think that's very liberating when we just let go and say, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to worry whether you feel like you've got, you know, I, the weight of it isn't on us. It's all about God. We're not responsible for answered prayer, healing or transformation. God is. And that might sound like a really obvious thing to pray, say, but I think sometimes when we're stood there and someone shared something that is deeply personal or really weighty and you want to see God break in, and in a lovely way, we kind of carry the weight with them a little bit, but the danger is that we're just left holding it with them. And actually, it's like, Lord, I, I give that to you, and um, what do you want to say? And then we just wait. 
rather than going, oh, I'm not sure what's going on. I think you should do this. Or we, we start, to, well, I do this. I start talking because it feels like it's a bit awkward. So let's just pray a bit more, say a few more things, and, and that's what happens. So we need to let go and see what the Holy Spirit is doing. And we'll talk more about how that works in a practical way in a moment. And another thing is we value the person. This is all about loving people. Gareth said it again at the beginning. Jesus' motivation for everything that he did was love. You know, when it, I imagine many of us here have responded at an event or on a Sunday for ministry. We feel that sense of, oh, I think that might be me, or maybe God's prompting me, so we come to the right. It takes courage, doesn't it? It takes courage to get out of your seat and walk to the front. And I've been stood there in moments, and, and that's that thing, isn't it, of... Oh, I'm here, I've come to the front. You wait for a little bit. Sometimes your hands are out maybe and you're thinking, please someone pray for me, please someone pray for me. And and it's hard, isn't it? It's hard when you've waited there a long time and then you hear someone from the front say, please, can anyone else come to pray? And you're like, please pray for me, please pray for me. I've stood here a while. And you start to feel a little bit embarrassed. you know. And that's let's just be real that it, it takes courage to get here. So let's love people well when they come. Let's make eye contact with them. Let's be warm. I'd love to pray with you. What's your name? Let's be personal. Let's be friendly. Everyone who comes forward has got a unique story and it is different and will come with all different stuff. And we don't know that. Some people will know that we pray for, but let's just come alongside them in whatever situation they're in. Help them not feel embarrassed. Help them just be encouraged that they've been brave and come forward. And we want to make them feel safe, don't we? And feel welcome. So that thing, simple things like I said, you know, making eye contact and maintaining eye contact. Sometimes, you know, you're praying for someone and then you remember something that you left at home and your brain just goes off into the old pants. I left the oven on. They're still talking. You've gone somewhere else about the oven. And then they say, so could you pray for that? And you're like, I'd love to. <laughs> and uh, maybe that's just me. I've not done it recently, obviously. That was a former life. If I pray for you, I'm really concentrating. Um, you know, or sometimes this, you know, they say their name at the start, then they share in detail maybe the prayer request. You remember the prayer request. I can't remember the name of their name. And then you do that generic, just pray for my sister here. And, you know, and you just end up, and I'm not saying that, well, we've all done it, but let's just try where we can to really stick with people, to hear what they say. And I've just learned to not be embarrassed at the end. Go, can you just remind me of name? I really just want to pray for you by name. So just, if we forget, just be honest now and say, can you remind me of your name? We don't, this might seem obvious, but we don't suggest that prayer ministry hasn't worked. You know, we don't verbalize or thinking, ooh, you know, we don't say, oh, well, I don't think anything's happening, is it? And, well, that's just awkward, so let's just not say that. So we'll come on to what we do when we're feeling nervous. But we don't suggest it hasn't worked. And if someone confesses something they've done for you, they confess in life or something they feel they've messed up, it's best not to pull a face. It might seem obvious. Don't gasp. Don't go, ooh, that's new. I don't go, I can't wait to share that with someone later. And I, but it is, it's that like I have a very expressive face. So, you know, you, just, mm, mm, you know, practice if you need to. But we don't look shocked when people share with us, is all I'm saying. Um, and, we, and this is really important, I think, in our culture of church we don't go around sharing with others what people have shared with us you know we can do the whole sharing love share for prayer thing but if you shared something with someone 
it really matters that it doesn't go anywhere else. And I think that can happen even more so if you know them and they're maybe in your life group and you see someone later and you go, oh, so-and-so, I prayed for them this morning. They're having a really tough time. And that might come from a lovely place, but they probably didn't necessarily want it shared with everyone. And, um, you know, I certainly went in a situation where I went to the front um, years ago and I, pre- I shared something, like a decision I'd made that felt quite brave, but I felt quite vulnerable in... And then that the next day on a Monday, I was sitting at my desk at work and I got an email from a friend going, I'm so sorry about to hear about that. That must be so tough. And I was like, what the heck? You know, how did, and they were friends of the person that had prayed for me and she just told me and I'm so sorry. And I was like, I just felt so exposed. I knew it would come from a loving place. But let's never share on behalf of, no matter what the motivations, unless obviously it's a safeguarding issue, in which case we grab a member of the leadership team and we, we hand it over to them. Um, and after, just to say, after praying for someone, no matter what has happened, the most important thing is they go away feeling that they are loved. Loved by you and loved by God. That's the, it all starts and ends with love. Let's love people really well when we pray for them. And the last one, I think the last one, yes, is we value the body of Christ. Prayer ministry is a team sport. I said earlier that everyone gets to play. We need everybody on the pitch. We need each other. You know, it's not, it's not like the Avengers where the, the superheroes are on forward for their capes and we all just stand back cheering them on. Everyone brings something to this. And um, this is a well-known passage, but it, it's so relevant here. It's 1 Corinthians 12, 14 to 20. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. Or if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not that for, for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts and one body. Everyone is needed. And we will all pray in different ways and we all bring our personalities. And isn't that what's lovely? Isn't that what makes it rich? We're all different. We don't want clones, do we? Everyone gets the play. You know, it's not, you don't, we have these becauses in our head because maybe I'm too young or because I've only been a Christian for X amount of time or because it didn't go so well last time and I felt like nothing happened. Or what's, what's your because? You might have a because in your head that you think, makes you think, because of this, I'm not, you know, I'm probably not going to pray for that neighbor because, you know, I might do, you know, whatever it is, we're all part of the body and we all bring something. We all move in the power of the Spirit. So that means everyone can take part. It also means we can ask for help if we're feeling stuck or out of our depth. If you're not sure, grab someone. You know, this is family. Let's say, hey, could you just join me in praying for a second? Or if after praying for someone, you think, oh, I'd love to 
they said this and I'd love to just learn maybe a bit more about maybe what I do next time or what I could have done differently. Chat to someone, watch other people who may be more experienced praying for people and ask them questions. Let's, let's support one another and let's learn together. Let's grow in this and let's all, I guess, we've all got the same heart, haven't we? We want to see people touched and transformed and changed. Let's do that together as a family. Also, it's important that we practice forgiveness. That's in our own lives, so wherever possible, we seek to live in great relationship with one another, within our families, within our church, within the whole of our lives, and so that we can, as much as possible, minister from a place of integrity and wholeness ourselves. And also, you know, it might be relevant, and Gareth might touch on this a moment, that when we're praying for people, we're helping others think through, are there issues of unforgiveness here and hurt here that's related to maybe some of what this person is experiencing? We never insist one particular way of doing ministry is, is the only way in which God will work. Like, you know, this is my technique. This is how I pray. Come and learn. There's no, there's no one way of doing it. There are some wrong ways of doing it, circling people in scary ways, but there's not one particular way that God will work. And what we're trying to give is, is frameworks rather than rules. And remember that prayer ministry is part of our service to God and to each other. It's never a, a one-person show. You know, it's about what God's doing through all of us, isn't it? And what a privilege, you know, that we get to be part of that. But it's, it's certainly, you know, not stepping forward and go, you know, I've got my cape on, pow, pow. And, you know, maybe you've had a really great ministry experience recently and, you know, you're like, yes, let's do this. And, and you know, let's do it in a right heart, but let's help one another as we do that. I'm going to ask Gareth to come up now and we're going to, go through a few more practical guidelines or hand over to you about what what do you do when you're praying for someone you've come up or you've shared at the coffee machine Gareth how does it work thanks do you want to leave me the notes is that right so um uh, Luke Briner where are you can you come up please my dear friend I know I know I can rely on Luke Luke's going to be my guinea pig I realise for some people this might this next little bit might seem a little bit introductory, but it's really important that we we communicate some of the kind of basics for all of us. Um, I think in this, um, and what you'll, as I said, as you leave this evening, you'll be handed this little prayer ministry guidelines. I want to encourage you. I'm not going to go through all of it, but I just want to encourage you to take that and uh, read it if you want to as a little bit of homework this week. It'll probably take you about eight minutes. Um, but it's one of those things that I think um, you probably need to keep going back to. Um, and I, we, want, we want to encourage us all to be doing that. It's not like, as Zoe said, we're, I hope, hopefully as followers of Jesus, we're all lifelong learners. So, um, so this is kind of like um, a little bit of a basics when it comes to ministry, um, particularly here on, at Trinity on a Sunday. This is going to be um, a little bit of a, a rush, but we're going to do that because I want to give, give some space. So um, we, we generally ask that we pray um, men for men, women for women here at Trinity. Men for men, women for women. I hope that's obvious. Um, and, you know, it's a little frustrating sometimes when you've got to call out for more men or more, more women because there's um, some ladies or some, some men on either side. So, um, so it's really helpful. So if as a church, um, we always seek to be aware of people that need to be prayed for um, because we all, we, all, we all value being prayed for, don't we? 
Um, if you've been around Trinity for a while and you've come forward for ministry, we know how vulnerable um, that can be and, um, and how precious that can be. And we all know how powerful it can be when God breaks in and we see some um, incredible things happen. And that's what we're seeking to do. We're seeking to operate in the dunamay, the power of the Holy Spirit. So here's Luke. Luke, Luke has just um, come, come forward um, after this amazing preach by um, Mike Fuller. And... Um, uh, and uh, you're responding to the, to the word of God because here we believe that the word of God does not return empty, but it goes forth for God's purposes, Isaiah. So uh, Luke, you've, you've come forward and um, you've come forward for, for prayer. Have you adopted a, a posture or a position or are you just standing there at the front? Kind of standing here at the front, kind of mooching a bit, but uh, probably if I was a bit more engaged, I might be kind of eyes closed, maybe hands out. Okay, so so eyes closed, hands out. So here are here is Luke. Luke is a man. Um, I don't know if you've realised that. I am a man also. Um, so it's okay for us to pray for each other. Zoe, you cannot pray for Luke. Um, I'm afraid not. Um, and but here here because we want to operate good safeguarding in the life of the church. So um, where. My, you know, people often say, you know, where is it good to lay on hands? In my own experience, best place to lay on hands, whether male or female, is on the shoulder. In my experience, I will usually always, and um, you'll see this. And I want to say, please, please look around and learn from other people how they pray for people. Now, if anyone's doing any weird or wacky stuff, I will be there, or Andrew will be there, or Tim will be there, or Hills will be there, or one of the leadership team would be there to intervene we're not having any weird or wacky stuff in the life of this church it's just not helpful and um, but we do want to create the context and the space for the holy spirit's work so luke's here at the front and um so i'm just gonna put my hand on hand on his shoulder and i might um there there are two things in two ways in which i might um start praying for luke the first one is um he, he may have adopted a posture of serenity here is luke's serenity and uh, and, I, and and I may come up to him, and, I, and 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 even though he's in the place of serenity of um, in the place of God, I want to know what to pray. So I might just come say, um, so, um, uh, uh, "Hey Luke," um, or I might, if I don't know who he is, I might just say, um, "Hi, my name's Gareth. Um, what's your name?" Uh, I'm Luke. Luke, great. That's good because it is your name. Um, um, Luke, I'm Gareth. Um, I'd love to pray for you. Um, how might I pray for you? You know, it doesn't have to be rocket science. You don't have to try and, you know, through the gift of discernment and wisdom and divine revelation. Let's let's have the starting point. If Luke's come forward and responded to a particular need that he has for the Lord. Um, Luke, um, how might I pray for you? Uh, Mike was talking a bit about using spiritual gifts in the workplace, and that really challenged me. I think I need to do that more. Great. Excellent. Love praying for a release of uh, spiritual gifts in the workplace. Great. So... Um, so I'll put my hand on his shoulder, and I will just sim- I will, my, the, usually the first words that will come out of my mouth will, will be, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. I might say, um, Heavenly Father, would you send down your Holy Spirit? I might say, pray, Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd release the gifts of the Spirit that you want to give to Luke. And as I am praying for him, I'm also listening to the Father. I'm having a dialogue with the Father in my own head. You don't see this, obviously, but I'm having a dialogue with the Father. Saying, Lord, Luke would love to be released in the gifts of the Spirit in the workplace. What is it that you want to release into him? 
And um, if I get a word of knowledge from the Lord, from from the Lord, I would usually share that. But the important thing for me and in the life of this church is that if you get a word from the Lord, you sense God speaking to you, is that you share it, and you share it in a way that is um, offered in humility, and is offered in a way that the person can reject it if it doesn't ring true. Um, so I might be, we've been praying for a little bit. Um, I think it's really important to not fill, I've, I, I'm condensing this, but I think it's important not to fill the, the silence um, with words because we're inviting the Holy Spirit to come and do what he wants to do. I'm going to talk next week about how to lead times of ministry, particularly in Sunday gatherings and in small groups and life group contexts. I think far too often speakers fill the space with another sermon. We really need to, in my view, get away from that and we really need to just simply invite the Holy Spirit to come and wait. So I might say, um, Luca, I might be wrong in this, but I just offer this. I just really get a sense from the Lord. He wants to release you in a greater anointing and a greater gift of evangelism. Does that make any sense at all? Mm, yeah, yeah, that, that feels right. He's good, isn't he? <laughs> That's great. It's good. So then I'll begin to pray for that. And I'll and I simply begin to pray, Father, I just pray that you'd release in Luke a greater anointing and a greater gift of, of evangelism. And it's, it's a conversation and it's trying not to do anything weird or wacky or odd. No stroking, no poking, no, no licking or kissing. Okay? We don't stroke and poke. I remember one time um, coming forward for ministry here um, at Trinity and I was kneeling at the front. And so, could you just turn around a minute? Thank you very much. And, um, and someone started doing this as they were praying for me. All I could think of what was, who is that weird person stroking, stroking me? And why are they doing that? Stop doing that. You know, I mean, I'm one of the leaders in the church. Stop doing that. It's weird. Who was it? I'm not telling you who it was, but I did open my eyes and look who it was. And I did go and speak to them. Because it's just not helpful, because that's just a distraction. Other thing, um, quickly... Um, Pray, praying for someone, I think one of the important, why it's good to have your hand on the shoulder because if the person starts to rock um, or fall down in the spirit, usually if they rock backwards, um, then, um, then you can do the swooping maneuver. Well, if they go forward, usually I wouldn't be holding a microphone whilst I was praying for them. And if it was a, if it was a male person, because I would only be paying, praying for a male person, I would usually put my hand on their chest and um, help them down appropriately in a... Hold them down. No, none of the Smith Wigglesworth in here. Anyway, um, thank you, Luke. Could you give a round of applause to Luke? Here's the thing. That's just the starting point, isn't it? It's just the starting point. And wouldn't it be great if more of us started in the starting point? I'm going to, um, because of time, we're going to stop there and we're going to do more on prayer for healing and we're going to do more prayer ministry guidelines after you've done the homework and read the little ministry guidelines. Is that okay? So here's what we're, we're going to do. Can I invite you, us all to stand? Zoe, do you want to come and join me? We're going to pray and invite God's Holy Spirit to come. So I want to encourage you, um, if you if you want to, um, to close your eyes and to hold out your hold out your hands 
in a posture of receptivity. I truly believe that physical posture is important in ministry. We read in scripture, people fall down, prostrate before the, before the Lord. Um, people kneel in worship. I think physical posture often reflects something of the heart. Not always, it's not, it's not a science, it's not a formula. This is just a framework. Um, and I want to encourage us all to be open to the Holy Spirit by offering um, our hands to him. Why? Because I think the Lord wants to give us the gift of the Holy Spirit. So if you want to receive more of the gift of the presence of the Holy Spirit for yourself, that you might bless other people, then why don't you hold out your hands to receive? Father, we thank you for your presence. Father, thank you that you're here. Father, thank you that it's your desire to bless. And it's your desire to give us the gift of your Holy Spirit. So Heavenly Father, would you pour out your Holy Spirit on your church here now? Come Holy Spirit. Let's wait. I encourage you to pray your own prayer. Holy Spirit, come. Fill me with the presence of Jesus. Pray that for yourself. Increase your presence, Holy Spirit. Let it come. More of you, Father. More, Lord. Now, I'll talk more about this next week, but just, just just go with this. For some, the Holy Spirit is very clearly on people. You're, you're responding in a physical way. And I just want to encourage you, just, just say yes to more of the Lord. Say yes to more of the Lord. Say, Lord, increase your presence in me. Holy Spirit, come. Increase it, Lord. Increase it, Lord. Let it come. Bless what you're doing, Father. Increase it. Now, I want to just encourage us all to keep engaging with the Father. Um, Don't disengage at this moment, please. Can I encourage you to keep... Now, for some of you, you know that you're sensing the presence of the Spirit at work doing something. You might be responding physically. You might be responding um, in an emotional way. Can I invite you to come to the front now, if that's okay? Some of you, I know you see the physical presence of the Holy Spirit is on you and you're responding in a physical way. Can I just encourage you to come to the front now? Just come. Mm.
Just come. Thank you. Just come right to the front if that's okay. If you could okay. move forward a bit, that would be great. Thank you. If you've come already, make space. I just encourage you just um, just keep keep going with the Holy Spirit. Keep going with the Holy Spirit. Just bless what you're doing. Mm, more Lord, more Lord. Now, church family, I know we we're only on week one, but um, can some of you come and pray? If that's all right. Yeah. Um, if you if you if you feel free at the moment to go and to come and pray for people, if you are engaging with the Holy Spirit, just go with that. But if you more if you would like to, if you could come and pray, just come and pray. Just bl- at this moment, can I, I encourage you? Don't do the interview thing that I did with Luke, but just bless what God is doing. Bless to bless is to pray the goodness of God, the favor of God. Just pray God's blessing on people. Holy Spirit, increase your presence. Let it come. Are there any ladies? Can we have any ladies coming to pray with us? There's a lady around here. It would be great to have a lady come and pray with her. That would be fantastic. Great. Just a lady down here on the floor. So if any ladies could come forward and just be with her and pray for her, that would be fantastic. Thank you. Now just more of you. Just let it come. Now let it come. Now, don't worry about anyone else. Can I just encourage you? There are one or two people swaying. So just um, if you're praying for someone, it's really important that you have your eyes open. It's really important that you can see um, how someone might be responding to the Holy Spirit, um, not least for safety, but also because you can, you can often track what the Holy Spirit's doing. I'll say more about that next week. Holy Spirit, come. Increase your presence. Let it come. Let it come. Let it come. Let your presence come, God. I might I might be wrong in this, but um, um, I'll share it because we, we you know we want to encourage a, just an appetite and a culture of of sharing words of knowledge. If we sense the Lord's doing that, but if the um, I, I think the Lord wants us to pray into some eczema. If you've, um, if you're someone that's been experiencing particularly um, difficult eczema in these cold months, we'd love to pray for you. If that's you, I just encourage you to just come to the front. Um, if you, if that's, if that's okay, um, and, or you might want to just ask the person next to you, um, say, would you pray with me? That's absolutely fine as well. I just do that. And also, I was praying earlier and felt there was someone who is here that might have a pain in their right hip. So if you've got a pain in your right hip, um, and that's you, just like Gareth said, either come to the front or ask the person with you to pray for your pain in the right hip. Can I just ask, anyone responding to that, that, that word of pain in the right hip? Anyone got the pain in the right hip? Really want to, yeah. Bruce, so Jamie, you pray for pray for Bruce with that. That'd be great. Anyone else got a, a problem with their right hip? Yeah, Jenny at the back. Great. So, um, can someone pray for Jenny? Um, 
I mean, I think it's okay for Steve to pray for Jenny as well, but we're trying to do some learning here as well and a little bit of clinic. So could a lady go and pray with, because we want to do this <laughs> above board and all that right stuff. So could a lady go and pray with Jenny with her husband, Steve? That would be great. Mm. Could a lady just go and pray and just pray for the right hip? We'll talk more about prayer for healing next week in a little bit, but you know, remember we have the authority of Jesus. Speak to the condition. Pray for um, um, the Lord to release healing. Just had a word for neuralgia and tinnitus. So if that is you, either feel free to put up your hand or ask the person next to you to pray with you. Neuralgia and tinnitus. Jackie, could you come and pray here? Is that okay? Thank you. Just come and pray for Jane. Thank you. Just pray God's blessing. Just increase what you're doing with, with Jane, Lord. Just increase it, Lord. Let it come. Let it come. More of your anointing. More of your presence. Remember, it's simple prayers. Um, just praying God's blessing. Inviting God's Holy Spirit to come. Maybe simple prayers like more, Lord. Increase your presence. We, we don't have to um, have really wordy prayers. Simple words. I just had a picture of someone um, kicking down the, you know, kind of a kickbox of the church doors to get out. I just felt there are people here who for a while, maybe particularly, have a real stirring in them to pray for people outside the church building. You know, we talk about ministry time, but wider in our culture, in every context. And that might be particularly in the workplace, in your neighborhood, in your street, with family who don't yet know the Lord. If that's you, that picture resonates. You're like, I just want to get out there and, and take this stuff on the streets. It's not just for in the church, is it? We passionately believe that. So if that's you, if that resonates or something that's been stirring you, you have a passion to see this breakout outside of the church as well. Just love you to put up your hands so we can gather around and pray for you. There's a lady here. Anyone else? That picture kicking down the doors. Let's let's take this out on the streets. If that's you, put your hand up. Yeah, these guys down here in the seats. We love to get some guys Thanks, and girls Nick. around them. Dapo and his wife. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Bless what you're doing, Lord. We bless what you're doing. I know many of you might have your eyes closed receiving, but if you're not, it's just worth, you know, and you probably already did this observing. People receive the encounter spirit in so many different ways. Some people, their hands are shaking, they're crying, they're moving. But for others, they are stood perfectly still, and it is a very quiet, gentle meeting of the Lord. And sometimes it's like that for people. They experience it differently and in very gentle ways. And so often it's the inner work that we can't see that's going on. And that is all fine and good. We all experience the Holy Spirit in different ways.
There's no one way. You know, we, we're going to continue to to pray here in the here at the front. If you'd like to come and pray for someone, then please do. You know, one of the things that um, has been our experience, particularly, um, I would say, in this church and, and on Alpha weekends, is that sometimes it's good for people to be prayed for two or three times. You know, John Peters talks about people being marinated in the presence of God, and um, and I would encourage you. Um, don't feel you need to go to to go away. Um, but someone, if 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 you've been prayed for and no one's praying for you now, someone may come and pray for you a second time or a third time. Um, you know, we really want to cooperate with what the Holy Spirit's doing in his timing. So um, if you'd like to come and pray for someone else, then then feel free. If the Lord's prompting you to come and pray for one, then then please do. Um, we're going to just, um, we're going to finish, but we're going to continue to pray and minister, um, which is wonderful. Um, we love doing that here in this place, and we love messy endings. Um, and um, we'll... Um, Next week, we'll try and get some more coffee flasks so there's less, less queues. Um, do go to see Jenny at the back and go and buy um, copies of Naturally Supernatural, Everyday Supernatural with Mike, from Mike and John Peter's book, Third Person. I um, encourage you to devour those, those two books. They're great books. Um, the Lord bless you as you go. Thank you so much for coming. Just so you know, the, the, the teaching is being recorded so that we can make it available for other people to go and watch online. So, and um, the handouts next week, there'll be another booklet handout. Um, as next week, we're going to look at hearing the voice of God. And we're also going to look at how to lead a time of ministry. And we'll also look at prayer for healing um, as well. So um, thank you so much for coming. The Lord bless you as you go. If you're able to help with some picking up of any coffee cups or anything, um, we're a little bit short-staffed at the moment, and um, so it would help if one or two people could help with a bit of tidying up at the end. We'd really appreciate that, because um, we've got to try and get back for a babysitter. And um, So thank you so much for coming. The Lord bless you as you go. We're going to continue to pray here, and if you'd like to come and um, pray for people, please do. Thank you.